0: Well, hi, my friends who listen to futureprimitive.org. It's uh, the end of a long day at Bioneers, and uh, I'm very happy that I'm sitting here with Marta, who comes from Colombia. And uh, I'm going to ask you to add your last name.
1: Jano, Marta Jano. And
0: uh, so, Marta, you were part of a panel of women who spoke yesterday with Gloria Steinem and um, a couple of other illustrious women. And I was very touched by the way you spoke. So I would love it if you would just introduce yourself and tell us who you are in your own eyes, heart, and mind.
1: Okay, uh, I'm Martha Llano, I was born in Medellin, a very well-known city, because of the drugs business, Uh, I I have spent uh, most of my life in between the rainforest, the cloud forest, and also the cities of my country, mainly Medellin, Um, I was very lucky. I have this beautiful father, also a very good a good mother, and we were just two kids. And my father was this adventure guy. And he decided that he didn't want us to spend basically our weekends watching TV and losing our times. So he took us everywhere. So I remember since I was very very little, he took me on his ...on my first trip to the, to the forest when I was six months old. And I stayed there with them for two weeks. And since that, I think that I have never stopped. Uh, so my, 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 what I remember is that when I was six years old... ...I basically have this image of myself watching him going in a boat... ...and I was crying very much. And then I saw a photo later, years later... And all those things came into my mind on how I got so connected with nature. So he taught me ba- basic, basically to relate to, to, other, to others, to relate to nature, to relate to everyone, but mainly to sit under the trees as if they were my friends, as if they could hold my spirit. And I stayed there for long and long hours so I could connect with them in another way that we don't do many often, very often here in this human body. Um, So I learned many things because while you go to the forest or the rainforest, the cloud forest and the ocean, the deserts and everywhere, you have to adapt yourself. So basically I understood... The connection and the language of nature mm. in a very deep way uh, and that 's uh, basically what makes me today the person that I am and he one day mm. uh, he he died in a plane crash, and I got very I, I got devastated because I was fifteen years old and mm. Um to me it was like if you were inside the deepest forest that you could ever imagine in the most complex forest in the world and you were with a guide and then you look at the back for the guide and she wasn't there he wasn't there for you and you didn't know what to do and you were lost completely in the forest with all these things and to get out of there was quite difficult and then to return to the city was pretty much difficult as well. So my life in between the 15 and 18 years old became like a very difficult moment in my life. I really didn't want to live. I wasn't connected to most of the things that the people is connected. Like, for example, TV, as I told you. And people in, people in the city are not with nature. So when I returned to the city, I got completely lost and I didn't know where to go. So I decided at, by the age of 18 return to the to the rainforest. I went there and I found myself again in peace. I found my soul there. I found the connection that I have lost, and I decided to stay there and basically start working. I I am a graphic designer, so I was engaged also with photography, and I start doing some of the education programs and projects basically focus on endangered species. And some years later, I found out that endangered species are connected to ecosystems, also endangered ecosystems. And then endangered ecosystems get me back to people because we are nature and we are animals. So I found out that I have to work with people to be able to restore the ecosystem, to be able to restore the endangered species that we are. And that's how I start this non-profit that is called Sentir, which means to feel, which basically is doing sustainable development through conservation in situ, it means in the place, research in situ, also it means in the place, education, not just environmental, but also all types of education that is related to nature. And also we... Call it the development of alternatives, economic ac- alternatives for the people that live in those forests, on cloud forests, or even in the cities. Because we need to find our ways as a species. We need to be sustainable. The susten- sustainability of this planet begins for us as well. If we cannot survive, then we cannot go on. Um,
0: I'd like to ask you um you said you when your father died it was um it was a moment of losing yourself mm-hmm. and uh and then you said you go back to the forest and you find your soul mm-hmm. what is it like to be a person with a true soul because there are a lot of people around mm-hmm. that might have lost their soul and they're still looking for it
1: well i um, it is um i think that is a an universal gift uh because I basically feel that i have uh I am connected to the universe and to many other people and to nature in a very deep way. And I know that my soul that is inside me touches all the things that are around me. So it touches you. It touches the people even that I'm talking right now with, that they are outside in many other places. It touches Beatrice that is here with me. It touches my kid when I think about him. So when I found again my soul, it was basically because I understood the power that we have inside our hearts and in our brains and that in some place we have this little light that we don't know what it is, but it a, a, is a, it's such a joyful thing to have. It is just full of love, and so I believe that it is a gift, and I feel that it is something that I don't take for granted. Does the soul have a song? Yes, it has a song, it has a color. it It has a texture it has uh, it has forms but it changes and it has thoughts as well Sentir
0: Sentir, that's it So tell us more about your work and how like maybe describe how your work is when you're over there.
1: Well basically I lived in this protected area where I'm in the cloud forest, I lived there with my kid and seven dogs. I haven't said this before, because people f- think that I'm crazy. And basically, in that place, we do conservation, research, education, and the looking for alternatives in that little place. Well, it is a place that I protect very close to the city and the clouds forest where I am. Um, and we do conservation because basically we are trying to protect the land because of the developers that are coming in the slopes of our mountains and because also mm, the campesinos people that live there they are trying to survive and basically what happened to the forest when the people doesn't have economic alternatives is that they basically destroy everything that they see so I have to talk to them to try to find alternatives Um, for them uh, but it's it's not easy right now I'm in real danger because of that Um, so I basically do in that place conservation which means leave the nature work for itself that's conservation I don't do anything to that forest I built my house there in a very respectful way but I don't touch anything, I don't move anything. I just leave all the things that fungi, the leaves, the trees. I I believe that the best restoration is with nature, is not touched by humans. And then we do some education programs because we have this little space where we take some of the people to talk about these subjects. We do some photography and videos over there as well because sometimes people cannot go to the places. So we, I go with many respect to, us, to those little... where the cu- water comes out and all that, and we take some photos and we do some research on what is going on with the trees and how big and how the seeds are coming and how the fungi are coming and all those type of things, and then we educate people about that. Then we also have some other projects going on like um, tourism is, uh, is in the short term one of the most impact things that we humans are doing to ecosystems because we are not taking care of our steps so we basically design a, mytholo- a mythology which includes how do you need to behave how do you need to move how do you need to read nature around you when you go in those places i have finished uh, basically last last year to d- to design a huge park where i live with part of my team and we design it in a very ecosystemic way Mm -hmm. and we design everything within the park where the people should go how they should go why they should go when they should go and what the things they were going to read when they go there so we call it interpretation
0: Mm -hmm. we
1: give the visit of the people a meaning to understand and to get the real sense of nature if they're coming to those places they have to do it because they're going going to come out with some information and we do some work also with communities trying to find ways for them to get a sustainable life products like the seeds So we made these necklaces, we made some products coming from flowers like marmalades, like confitures, like things that are very good, um, but most of them are organic and a very low scale, not this huge scale. So if someone asks us for a thousand marmalades, we cannot do it. And we don't want to do it because we do it with love every day. In in working eight hours, but working in a very peaceful way, mm-hmm. so we don't have rushes. There are not electric um, lights where I live. No stress. We don't have stress. So um, we do many things, and it depends on how things are coming and what is happening where I lived. I do some research on humpback whales. I have, it, I have done it for many years in the mm-hmm. rainforest, which is by the sea level. And the humpbacks are right now in, in that part of my country. So we basically share the information with many scientists in other parts of the world so we could know the ecology of the humpbacks, which gave us information our our own ecology.
0: So I have a crucial question about living a life which does not have stress because you're going along with the natural elements. When you come into this particular movie set, can you still remain serene and uh, experience a minimum of stress?
1: the forest? Or no, to no,
0: here, here, here when you travel.
1: Oh, well, uh, now that it's, it's it's very complicated because even though that our work is not as stressful or the, that we're trying to have a not a stressful life, to live in a country that is dealing with drugs problems could be very stressful. Mm-hmm. So the stress comes from outside, from dealing with endangered problems dangerous problems, and basically because people could tr- threaten at you because of your beliefs, because conservation is not something that is uh, very profitable, it's, yeah, no, it's yeah. not very, it, it, it doesn't get money for anyone. To do conservation, you have to have less income and less expenses, you know, so people does not like that, people... This capitalism has uh, become the consumption of the whole resources that we have. So when you do conservation, it, it, it is not something that people like. It might treat you, people might threaten at you. So yes, when I come to these places, I found... I was coming, for example, right now from some very particular and very in dangerous threats that I have... Um, but i my work is not stressful The stress doesn't come from nature, although we are nature, but to me is the politics and the social and the economics and many other things that are getting people into stress so what is the um
0: the most uh Tender and efficient way that we can connect with the Mother Earth, with Pachamama.
1: I think that understanding that she is alive because everything within it is alive, everything is connected. Like Annette. And through that net, everything comes and goes. And if we close our eyes and we see this ball, and it is with full of light, but not because we have this artificial light, but because the rhizomas of the fungi and because the roots of the trees are connected, and because even our thoughts are connected... We used to speak to people that weren't close to us. They weren't in the same place, but our thoughts could even touch them. So if we believe that we are alive and everything in our Earth is alive, we could respect it because it's a a being. It's there, it's out there, and it is all because of all of us. And not only our planet, but the universe is alive is everywhere so we are connected in many ways that we can't even describe. So the best the best thing to to connect to Pachamama will be understanding that she is alive because of everything inside.
0: How does your fifteen year old son feel about that?
1: He he taught me a lot. Mm-hmm. He he grew up uh basically how I grew up in the forest. Uh snakes were his friends. So he took like three snakes in his hands and they didn't bite him. They didn't bite him. Uh so he basically believes that we are connected and that we are related to each other. Even if it is a stone, he basically thinks that that stone could feel, That it not in the way that we believe, but it's, it's easy for him, uh, so it's easy for me. He thinks that most of beings in this planet have their own communication. Sad dogs communicate with dogs Cats wing cats Dolphins with dolphins The only thing is that we cannot understand their language You know So For him it's very easy he, he's, he's completely For him it's not something different Is normal For him that he, Everything is alive and connected And with their own language is pretty normal
0: So, Marta, you've been, uh, a week and a half, you came from Colombia, and you've been around these parts for a week and a half. How has your experience been talking to other people, to women, listening to all of us?
1: It has been very interesting, because I, I have this feeling that American people, uh, weren't very aware of what is going on with all the these things in the planet, that they were basically didn't pay attention, that they didn't want to listen. I still believe that. I just feel that inside this country it's changing and some of the population is starting to get engaged with other things and that they need and that we all need to do a better work to engage many more people, to become more compassionate about what is going on in our own planet. So to me it has been a very interesting experience, very touching as well, very moving, uh, because I have shared with people very intimate Mm -hmm. and personal stories, so I have cried a lot. but I also believe that every time that I speak about hard things, they could heal me, and they could heal others, and that my experience could heal many more. So no problem about that. I'm also aware that because I'm mostly where I am, or either if I'm in the rainforest and we don't have electricity, or in the cloud forest, that where I go to sleep very early, we don't spend so many resources, as I have seen here. And that, for me, is a shocking thing, mm-hmm. because we are living a more sustainable way, uh, and we have this more uh, efficiency mm-hmm. life, and here I see that people does not care much about it, that they waste their resources, they're wasting their foods. They're wasting oil, they're wasting so many things. So to me it's very sad to see that. To see that people in many places of this planet are dying because they don't even have pure water or they don't have uh, something to eat. And here in the restaurants, people are serve, serving all this food and then it's ending in the garbage. So I, to me has been... I I try to balance every day that I go to sleep to say, okay, I don't know what is going on here, but we need to change the way that people is relating to their resources because they're going to end at some point.
0: That's uh, my main practice, is to eat just what I need, not to be anorexic and not to be... no. To be aware that it is my pleasure but my place to eat just what I need. And, uh, yeah, it doesn't happen a
1: lot. No, it doesn't happen a lot. And, yeah, it's just um, we all need to use what we need. In many ways, if we don't need light, turn it off. If we don't need water, close the faucet. If we don't need paper, don't use it. Because it comes from some, some places. It comes from Mother Nature that is working for us. And we take it for granted. Every time that my son at home leaves some light on I, and he's not using it, I, I talk to him and said, hey, listen, The planet is working for you, and you're not doing anything. Turn it off. So he does it. But to me, when I came here, that's my shocking thing. Everything is on. This the first time you come here? No, I have been in the United States before, but this time, I haven't been out of my country for nine years now, and this time has been very shocking.
0: It's good to hear that, and it's good for people to hear that because um, it's it's an addiction.
1: Yeah. We have to... Please don't forget that every gadget that you have in your house had this little beautiful button that says, off, turn it off.
0: That's a good place to stop. But I would like you, Marta, to think and take your time and tell us what you'd like to say in closing to our listeners, your special thoughts.
1: Right. Um, well, basically, I need to, all the people of this planet, to believe that this is the only planet that we have. We cannot go anywhere. This is the island that we have, and we have to take care of it. So... We need to solve the problems that we have here. It is not just Colombia, Uganda, so many more countries, Cambodia, Brazil, so many more countries that have so much problems. Every country has problems and the thing is that frontiers they don't exist. <laughs> they don't you can't see frontiers from the air. Para qué fronteras? Para qué fronteras? Frontiers, if we just erase all frontiers in our planet and solve the problems, believing that we have just one nation, that we are global people, everything could be solved. And the balance of our human species, our humankind, these... Persons that we are right now will be solving all the problems but if we are divided by any type of thing frontiers, religions all type of frontiers that we have we're not going anywhere and we will be going into any type of extinction Mm -hmm. at some point so if we want to continue evolving in this planet as a species with so many more species We need to behave like one. We need to forget all these frontiers that we have invented because they don't exist. They're just in our minds and in some papers that countries draw for us. So my country goes even into your country. I just believe that there is just one, one Earth. And we will make... All the solutions. Because when people ask me, where are you from? I said from this earth.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, one planet, one
1: heart. One earth, that's it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much, Marta. Thanks to you, Joanna. And uh, would you like to tell people uh, where they could get in touch with you?
1: Right, they can get in touch with me at www.sentir.com dot org and my email is selva at punto
0: excellent thank you.